Human family, thank you for tuning in. I'm Keenan White, and I'll be sharing stories, dialogues, and methodologies for leading a conscious, abundant life. To me, luminous is a word that connects us to our vital life force energy and soul essence. Your bioluminosity is a barometer for health, a gauge for abundance, true prosperity, and a luminous way of life. In this podcast, I hope you find a more effortless way of tuning into the wisdom of your body, soul, and spirit. We'll explore the many faces of medicine, creativity, and self-mastery as it evolves and spans into esoteric and ancient wisdom and modern paradigm shifts in consciousness. All right. So, once upon a time, back in 2017, I was going to speak at a conference in London alongside my good friend Imran and right before let's see this was 10 minutes before we went on basically there was a break in the conference um it was called the positive and mindful leader conference and I think that's right <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute um and there was this break and everyone went to grab snacks and talk and I was standing there with uh, my friend and the organizer of the event. And it was bizarre, but all of a sudden it was as if I felt huge. Um, my, it was like my energy expanded and I felt like huge. It's, it's a really hard sensation to describe. I mean, whenever you're just trying, trying to describe a spiritual experience, it, it can be, as we know. But it wasn't like I felt bigger than anyone in an ego superior um, sense, nothing like that. It was just like, I just felt huge. So I'm standing there with the organizer and my friend, I'm like, whoa, okay. But I also felt very confident and very calm, which normally in the past, if I was about just about to go speak in front of people, that would not be the case. Um, cause in the past I've let fear get in the way, whatever, blah, 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 but not in this instance. So anyway, we go on and I do a great job. I sit down to answer questions and I'm more confident than normal. And it just seemed as though my spirit kind of came in and, you know, it was like this embodiment and, what I made of that uh, experience was that, well, what it, what it felt like was there was a reason for that. It, it, if that activity, right, speaking at this conference, and by the way, it was on manifestation and it was speaking to these like corporate people, right? So that in itself was a bit of a brave move to just go start talking about manifestation, but my spirit was like, we're doing this, let's do this. And I, I followed it and I, I let myself get way out of my comfort zone to do it. I had my like suit jacket on and everything. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this metaphysical concept, everyone ready? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, who knows? I think it went over some people's heads or they're like this woman's woo woo. It really didn't matter. It was really the fact that I, you know, stepped up and he did it. And um, really what I've made of, made of it is that it was, such a fulfilling act for me and for my soul. It was true soul fulfillment. Um, and that's why I just felt like, yeah, my soul was there. We were there together and like making it happen. So it was, it was a really cool experience. 
Nice. Yeah. And I, what you're talking to is fulfillment on a deeper level. And what I'd like to, to highlight in this episode is about kind of that contrast of like, what is the experience that, that gives us that? And then how do we know to discern where we may not be in alignment with an activity that is not very fulfilling right? actually, but we may, we may try to continue to, to push through it or, yeah. or continue to do those things, whatever it is. And yeah, I mean, we were talking about values before we hit record here and core value and motivational value are, are, there's different ways of looking at values. Um, and, and one of them I think is really about uncovering, you know, how, you know, looking at these different areas of life and seeing in, in, in which ways you gravitate towards one or the other and, and in what ways. And in that process of sort of like mapping out what it is that you actually value and clarifying that you can really find genius you can find fulfillment and, and then there's the values that I think are just kind of more um, like, well, there's core value and then there's motivational value. And so like at the core, I know my core value is freedom. And I know that my motivational value is conscious relating. So when I'm in this space of, conscious relating, like such as being on this podcast and inviting people onto a podcast, it, it feels so fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Like if, you know, here, here was our, like, our kind of question was <clears throat> if you were given two options and, and in my case, it would be, well, doing something like going surfing or doing a podcast. And there's a level of, um, you know, fulfillment that I just get from doing this. That's like, it's a different thing. Or when I go surfing, I I definitely feel fulfilled in that act, but it it feels like more like my soul has, has been on this journey of doing intense physical things. I moved to Colorado to be close to the snow and snowboarding. And there's an immense, immense amount of fulfillment that I get from that. And my soul's craving something else now. And because I, because I fulfilled that, that there's a new level of fulfillment and it's always changing. And I kind of just see that as that's, that's the ever changing kind of like dial of how we know what's actually fulfilling. So just to be clear earlier, you were saying like now, you know, if you were to choose surfing or podcast, there's this maybe deeper level of fulfillment right now on your soul's journey that you're feeling with the podcast, even though you love surfing. Is that clear? Or is that correct? Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, cause if I really valued surfing more than I, than I do, you know, basically moving here and hanging out with you guys, building community and doing all, you know, creating relationships, building relationships, then I would be surfing. Totally. Totally. And freedom is at the core of that. Like I can be free either way, but the, but what is really like, what is really lighting me up? And I think about that, that idea of luminosity and bioluminescence, it's a barometer for our health and our alignment. Mm -hmm. 
and when we're lit up and we're, we're, wow, I don't know what it is about that. I just feel like I'm yeah. lit up yeah. and that's alignment to me. And totally. so I guess I just want to point to, to yeah. that for people listening. How do I know I'm in alignment? That's a way to, to know for sure. And yeah, I can go surfing and I can choose that, but is that really bringing me the deepest fulfillment? Yeah. And it's not that surfing has to go. It doesn't right. like, I don't do that anymore, but it's just noticing the difference I think. And then being able to prioritize the things you truly, you truly value, because that's really how fulfillment happens um, to me, like yeah. at least from what I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like leaning into what I feel like fulfillment um, is always kind of leading us into is more of the unknown. And we are always expanding and that's what we are doing as beings. And that's what our universe is doing. We're always expanding. And there's something about going into the unknown that's exciting for our soul or our spirit. The human can get a little afraid or the ego can get a little afraid of the unknown. Like, I don't, I'm just going to stay comfortable and I'm not going to get out of my comfort zone, but the souls that come on, like it's so much fun to explore these new areas and to become masterful in a new, you know, area or, um, you know, experience or whatever. And so, yes, it, it, what I'm finding for myself. So, so for you, Keenan, like in your example, um, maybe you've surfed for many, many years, and now this is like this new leading edge for you, um, this new creative leading edge of getting yourself out there on a podcast. And, you know, um, maybe, maybe it has some to do with that, that exploring the unknown. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's more of a thrilling quality to it than surfing, which is, uh, which is weird, but maybe, but for maybe someone else it could be flipped. Totally. Yeah. Maybe they've been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. but I think we, what I want to point to is really more of that you get on this path of fulfillment, it changes. Yeah. And so you, yeah. if you're not feeling lit up, you're probably ready to do something else. You're yeah. probably rather ready for a realignment. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like we grow and then once we grow, you know, as souls or whatever, like then what's, yeah, what's the newest, most exciting thing that's you know calling to us. Um, we can't pretend like we're just a fixed object our whole lives. Like we're going to we'll have new desires and, you know, new desires to explore new territories. Um, and that just makes me think of like, you know, an example of mine, which was my first passion was fashion. And I followed that passion. I went to college for that. And I went and moved to New York and I became a fashion designer. That was my dream from 12 years old. And there was alignment in that. And that's why I feel like a lot of really cool things, you know, manifested from that. Uh, But, but that was for a time that was for a season of my, my soul's journey. And at some point when I started to look around and really feel um, how I felt in that environment, it was as if I had outgrown the experience or the environment. And it wasn't to say that I was never meant to use my creativity again, or, you know, I mean, I could have, well, all I know is my soul was calling me to explore something new. And that had to do with the world of personal growth and spiritual growth. And I was reading all these books while I was working in fashion and I was starting to like realize, wow, this new topic really interests me. And I, I, I think I want to go into this as a career, you know? And so I sort of um, started to lean into that. And 
there were times when I questioned. So anyway, uh, long story short, I became a life coach. I took a year long training and I switched careers and became a life coach. And it was so fulfilling to support other people in manifesting their dream lives as well. And there were times though, along my path that, I mean, I remember I had a psychologist friend be like, he, he was trying to, you know, kind of understand my life. And he's like, you, you got off your path. You're, you're an artist. Why, why did you go over here? You know, you're not meant to be a life coach. Like you're, you're an artist. And I was so confused. I was like, Oh no, I messed up. Like I got, I totally got my path. I was so lost, but it was so funny because when I really went back to, I was like, no, I was following my soul guidance. Like I didn't get off my path, but it was confusing for a while there. And then I had like Akashic record readings and different readings and these people being like, you know, yeah, I see you, you have your own studio and your own art studio, and this is where you're going. And I was like, that's exciting. You know, it's exciting. And well, it wasn't exactly exciting. It was relieving to hear that, but it was also like, but something's missing here. I'm all these years I've been in this like realm of spiritual growth and personality, uh, personal growth and spiritual growth. And now all of a sudden I'm being told, well, you're, you're an artist. And, and yes, I could express, huh, I could express all of that through art. Yes. But there was something that was missing in the message for what, what it was that I'm here to do, like, as like, as far as fulfillment goes. And then I had this reading um, this year and this, um, this, this reader said, okay, you have been an artist in all these past lives and it's kind of a comfort zone for your soul. You signed up for in this life experience to um, basically like have a platform and speak about spiritual growth and the ascension process. And everything you do creatively as an artist can be the backdrop for that. And it can, it can support that, but this is the main thing you're here to do. And when she said that, it was just like, Oh, you know, like, yes, like that resonates. And finally I kind of felt validated. I validated myself. I guess I needed someone outside of me to tell me what I already knew <laughs> deep down, but it was, it felt so good. And so I guess all of that being said, um, it's the, my assignment in this life, this is what's fulfilling to me is to get on these kinds of these podcasts and to talk about, you know, spiritual growth and um yeah everything I do uh creatively to support that yes also fulfilling but the most fulfilling is is really to create you know this platform and to to teach and lead and yeah well I, I say share not really teach but to share you know and to use my voice to talk about this because I, I mean I'm very passionate about ascension like this is yeah this is very me so anyway Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Lots of things came up for me when I was hearing all that. And I mean, your, your journey into alignment. And I mean, what stood out to me was the importance of the emotional awareness, you know, like really, yeah. because even though you had these readers, you did have your own self-validation when, yeah. when, and I find it so interesting. I mean, I, I've gone through so much confusion in my, in my world because I've given my power away to other people telling me what's good yeah. for me. Yeah. And I mean, there's somebody, I can't remember who quoted this, who, who, who created the quote, but it's that every problem we have is an authority problem. Mm, mm. And 
I resonate with that because a lot of the problems I've had <laughs> truly when I, when I give away my power, my authority yeah. to someone else yeah, yeah, to decide and, and always the, the signs are there, you know, <clears throat> it makes me think about the, the importance of feeling what comes up when somebody says something. Because mm. for you, when the, when the guy was like, well, you're, you're an artist, you're off your path, you're immediately like, what? Yeah. And the energy well, was a I bit... was kind of like, maybe he's right, unfortunately, because I doubted myself so much, but it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel right. And there's a little like tinge, and it's very subtle, but there's a tinge of heaviness, like, ooh, mm-hmm. hmm. But immediately when the other person gave you the reading that said, oh, well, you are an artist and you've had those lives and you're bing, playing bing, something bing, bing. different. It's just like, you kind of like get the energy goes up and you feel. Oh, yes. It feels so good. Like you get me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see me because that is what's true for me. I know that. Yeah. Mm. It's really rad mm. because I mean, yeah, I guess I want to highlight the the beauty of permissioning oneself to go into that space. Mm. So much of the joy that I've, that I've experienced is related to that, you know, when you're, and it's not even, it doesn't always look very, very pretty. Mm. You know, when I was in the software world for a while and then decided to leave, it was just horrible Mm. in, in the picture of what Mm. was happening you know, I'm leaving my job and like, I'm not going to have this income and I'm going to go do this. And it just doesn't really, it's got not such a great picture. What are people going to think? And I'm, you know, I spent almost two years in this field, but I'm sort of leaving early, you know, and at the same time, my energy was leading me in that direction. And and I'm so glad I didn't wait, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm, and I'm also glad that I gave myself the the journey to go there because I can see the the way that, you know, all that abstract thinking and software and the problem solving and the way that mm. you have no idea how to solve something. Mm. And so your whole expertise is around being able to be comfortable in the unknown, mm. surrendering to, I have no idea what the answer is and I'm, and I'm going to find it. I, I'm, I know that I can find it. And there's an element of programming you know, that I think really ties well into the coaching world, et cetera. I guess what I'm, I'm wanting to say is that, yeah, I mean, it was all for a time, mm-hmm. you know, right. Cool. I'm, I'm getting this fulfillment. You know, I got this nice salary. I'm getting to do all this creative thinking. I'm getting to work on a team, you know, I'm getting to work on these big projects and the nice big building downtown and get to have that life of what it's like to live in the city and commute and do the whole thing and like be in the corporate world a little bit. And then it changed and it's kind of just this. So I guess how much permission do you give yourself to lean into, to that, that energy? Cause to me, that's the, that's the fulfillment we can tap into at any moment is just following that mm-hmm. and being like, right. even though it was a mess, I was still following the energy of, oh, it feels so good to leave. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like, part of me is like, I feel like I'm doing something bad, but it feels good, you know? Mm-hmm. But the bad is just like the judgments of what are people going to think or blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I had this a very similar experience when I was leaving the fashion industry because, you know, at the time I was working for Calvin Klein. And so like my ego identity was very wrapped up in that. 
you know, and it was impressive to you know, people back home where I live in Nebraska and, you know, oh, cool. You work at the headquarters of Calvin Klein. You're a fashion designer. Wow. So it was really hard to like, to let that go, to surrender that. I created that. I created that lifestyle for me. I created that, you know, identity, that role that I played. And, and then I just had to bow out and, and yeah, it was, um, it was difficult to, to, to let that go, but I knew I had to. Because I was more committed to my soul's journey and the, the next fulfillment, level of fulfillment. I like the way you see that, Keenan, or talk about that, that deeper level of fulfillment, that, that next thing that was coming. It was more important to me. At least I was able to discern that, you know. And at the end of, of life, you know, when you look back and retrospect, like what, was, what matters, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'll be a lot happier when I like leave and look back and see that I took some risks or was right. courageous to follow the energy and follow yes. as opposed to, to yeah. kind of holding on and wanting to kind of control. And yeah. we just have so much abundance and prosperity available to us. And the pathway through, you know, in my eyes is that combination of purpose and an open heart where you, you just follow the energy of where your heart's leading you and give your give the authority of the mind over to the authority of the heart yeah and and you find purpose in that mm-hmm. you know because what you love is your purpose yeah in a way because that's it's what's lighting you up it is you it brings you into this just visceral blissful present moment mm-hmm. and it's orgasmic in a large way and that value that we we place to me, that's self-value, like saying yes to the thing, the things that light me up and I value and noticing the things that I don't value as much. And it's, it's not to say no to those things, right? Like I still want to go surfing and I would choose that. I just might not be as fulfilled if I, if I lived in a place that had surfing, but not necessarily the community that I wanted to be in. Yeah. So if I can prioritize the things that I really value the most, mm-hmm. I'm going to have more fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I just know that that's kind of the, the equation mm-hmm. and it's going to look different for everyone, but in terms of what those values are, mm-hmm. but I think getting some clarity around those values is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is it that you really value? are you clear on that? Do you know mm-hmm. what that is? Mm-hmm. And if, and if you do great, like what's the, at the top and how do you prioritize more of that? And then if you don't, then, then discover, and there's discovery processes to go through around, you know, finding out what that is and then extrapolating on it. And it's so fun because you can go through this journey of mapping out what you love mm-hmm. and following it. And, and then noting that the thing you value now at the top is, it may not be the thing that you always value. And the reason it's probably at the top is because it's a void. Hmm. Totally. You're desiring more of that. Yeah. I mean, the way I understand it is that our voids drive those values. Mm -hmm. So if you're unclear on your values, what's the void? what is missing or what do you perceive to be missing in your life that you want to fill? And right now, I mean, I've, I've spent a great amount of time traveling and enjoying adventure and living this 
life of lots of travel and getting lots of interesting experiences and and now it's like okay cool i want to i want to have a thriving business i want to have and part of that's trusting that okay if if i really value that or if it's a void and and, and i am i'm going to create value in this place by just focusing focusing my attention and energy there it's going to grow totally totally it made me think of um you know fulfillment so what i realized back in the day was you know, if I had fulfillment in my creativity with the fashion and, but I was also wanting to be of service to people. And it's not to say that, um, in the clothing design, you, you can't be in for someone else, you know, and they're still calling. Absolutely. Yes. But for me, um, I was being called into a, a greater level of service, um, for my assignment in this life. And that had to do with, you know, moving into, yeah, like I said, life coaching and, um, the spiritual growth, um, industry or, um, arena. And so any way we can, you know, be of service to people is for me, fulfillment. Um, yeah. And maybe that's partial to living as an artist and being in this creative fun space. And then there's a little bit of a void of like maybe sharing that I mean I'm I'm semi-projecting but like I'm curious do you do you resonate with that that maybe there's it's like okay like part of the reason I want to be in service is because I've had a lot of fun in this creative space and now I want to share what it's like to offer like ways to to be in that for other people because of how fulfilling that is Hmm. hmm yeah I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about the importance of fulfillment when we follow something and then we actually have a void, right? And that's the beginning. And it's like, huh, what's it like to fill that? Like mm-hmm. be an artist and mm-hmm. be in my studio with all the colors and have fun. Mm-hmm. And then you do that. And then from that place of fulfillment, you're already sort of spilling over into, huh, now what's next? What's my new void? And how do I, you know, just follow that and create another level of fulfillment, Yeah. you know, and just keep filling up in that way. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm seeing the connection of that, of service. I feel a similar sense, you know, like feeling, yeah, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in, in my own personal space, developing body awareness and practicing yoga and I chose me. I chose that, you know, I chose what I wanted and I wasn't in service. I was really in some ways attempting to be in service to something higher. Like really, what is yoga? What is this path of, you know, entering into the body with awareness and noticing the story and repatterning and and creating something totally new, you know, uh, going through this process of non-attachment and, realizing more of who I am beyond my personal ego. And I found myself in a lot of ecstasy, like a lot of bliss and really in yogic practice, the, the natural state is Ananda, it's bliss. Mm -hmm. And so part of the yogic journey is really returning to that and working through this samskaras, the impressions from our 
journey of lifetimes that we've carried could be trauma could be whatever wants to integrate and then sort of like doing this demolition job you know it's not as much learning but it's sort of like this unlearning process and emptying one's container so much so that you feel the fullness of what fills in Mm. so there's that kind of dance even there of emptying and filling up and I think that could be tied into this picture of fulfillment where if we're not fulfilled we may not look for something to fill us up but rather what needs to empty first so that we we feel the spaciousness or enough spaciousness to then make a choice from more clarity of what we actually you know what's really calling us before just kind of jumping in well i think it's this i'm going to try that out and do that and then kind of be feeling a bunch of different juices like well let's just put some orange juice in the lemonade and now I'll add cranberry and some other stuff. And it's like, it's getting kind of weird here. Like maybe we just <laughs> empty the thing and try a different juice yeah. and get to experience mm. what this other fruit is all about. Mm. Totally. Yeah. I think I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. And there, and there is a way to, you know, weave our passions together as well. Um, so I guess I'm looking at it. So I, yeah, what I hear you saying, Keenan, it seems like you're saying like, um, just starting fresh instead of trying to put everything together, like all of your, are you talking about passions? Yeah. Or... Yeah. About fulfillment. I mean, I just got this idea yeah. of fulfillment in my mind and I'm kind of just okay. riffing on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, passion. I mean, I see passion is related to value, you know, and some people might say, well, don't follow your passion into your work. And I, I see, I see the wisdom in that in a certain sense, where if you, if you just do your passion and then you're trying to survive, mm-hmm. then make it your become... passion becomes a burden. Yeah, it can. Mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. And, you know, when you infuse your life, I think with more of your passion and it becomes that thing that supports you, then like what's better than that i don't know yeah yeah i agree yeah but not requirement you know not a requirement plenty of clients who they have the full-time job and they do their passions and their service work on the you know, on the side and that's fulfilling so there's so many ways to do this um but yeah hmm. i appreciate that <laughs> no so right way <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, do you have something? I wonder in your original story, what was it about that experience? Did, like, was it a, a moment in your career when you gave that talk and you had this big energy come through? Mm-hmm. Was it a pivotal moment in your career where something changed? I, well, I wanted to you? say yes, but you know, what happened is so interesting. I, I flew home. Um, how did that go? I flew home, you know, maybe a couple months later and my mom died in my arms. <laughs> and so it was a pivotal part of my career. And that was a whole other thing that happened in my life that then I had to deal with that. And that was hard. So, you know, mm-hmm. nothing went wrong. Um, but 
life happens and then um yeah you know so that's been what like almost five years or so four or five years um and you know I think what I've come to find what I'm coming to find is you know how I've had this vision of what I would like my career to look like um you know, writing these books and getting on stages and making this big impact. Um, but <laughs> even this summer, uh, working with cannabis uh, on one, one I call them journeys, because every time I smoke cannabis, it's a full-on journey, learning so much. Um, but what I was being shown is the impact that you make, you know, you're, you're thinking about it as like, you haven't impacted enough people. You haven't been on the stages. You haven't, um, spoke, you know, had enough clients, whatever, never enough. Right. So letting go of that ego perspective and really what I was being shown is you make just as big of an impact with one person. It's really the quality of the energy that you're bringing that, that matters. And it was kind of how, how, um, my higher self was kind of helping me reframe my level of impact, which I would say is like fulfillment. Um, and, and just really coming back into my heart and realizing, okay, like you are enough. And when you show up in full presence with a open heart and you beam that unconditional love and compassion and all the things that we know make up a high vibration and help us to express our higher self version. When you're doing that, even with just one person, that's, it's the same as with a million people in a room. And it's really, it's been hard for me to wrap my brain around, my head around that, right? But that's, you're not meant to, it's because it's this higher understanding, but really it's because we're all connected and we're all one. So it really has, has helped me to let myself off the hook, you know, and be like, just Danielle, just keep showing up in the purity of, you know, your energy and, and your truth um, moment by moment with just even the one person in the room and that's enough or just you. <laughs> I mean, drop the mic. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still, oh, it's sorry. hard for me to even still believe it, but that's the message I received this summer. I think it's really beautiful because it points to the importance of being with what's presently calling, you know, just coming back to the surfing example and the podcasting and building business. I don't think that I would be as motivated to be here doing this if I didn't go surfing <laughs> for two months, you know, mm. about two months in Costa Rica, I really took yeah. this sabbatical to be down there and be in the water. And mm -hmm. I needed that. I needed a level of just being immersed. And that's why I've connected to that sport or occupation so much, because it's just this kind of pure immersion into the wild mm. and watching birds go by and everything slowed down and you can hear the waves crashing and mm. birds flying by and well you might I almost got in a fight with a few people just the way that it goes <laughs> out there <laughs> so it's not all complete serenity <laughs> you're and, learning lessons on the way yeah to totally 
Um, <laughs> and it just, but it did something to my cells and my physiology, something I needed to experience and yeah. feel. And yeah, I think that's fulfillment, you know, and, and yeah, I want to create a business, but I kind of have to go surfing right now. What this is, am I just being that, you know, escapist, you know, uh, mm. procrastinator mm. that's mm. not leaning into the business and being, getting down to the grind. Yeah. Am right? I being irresponsible? I mean, not, that's what we think, right? Yep. And yeah. maybe on a level, like, you okay, you could. You I, I could be a little yeah. bit <laughs> on some level. You have to check in. Where am I actually coming from? <laughs> Maybe you are being that, but are you like? But there's a that's a lot of judgment also, and because I gave yeah. that to myself, yeah. I I feel like I can relax on a whole different level. Yeah. It was a a deep level of fulfillment that I got to experience uh -huh. that then it's given me a lot more permission to be present here uh -huh. now. You know, I'm not sure where I would be if I was here and didn't do that, but mm -hmm. I, I might not be as present. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, there's these, there's different parts of us that become nourished by us leaning into things we love. So, I mean, I feel the same way about my art, you know, so I get cranky if like, I mean, I, I let years go by without really doing any art um, and creative expression in that form. And, and then I, I started to kind of feel dried up. And I mean, actually, I'm still coming out of that and back into my creative expression. But when I do my art, whether it's on Illustrator, in like a, it's a collage or, you know, doodling or sewing or whatever it is. Yeah, I kind of feel um, dried up and cranky and not full of that flow of energy and passion. Uh, when I'm only focused on business or, you know, coach my coaching clients or this one thing I, what I'm finding is like, and what I'm remembering is I'm multidimensional. We each are multidimensional and we have many gifts and talents and passions. And so learning to like flow within those passions um, from moment to moment and following your highest excitement and learning how to weave it all together. Like, I feel like that's mastery. Yeah, I, identity really stands out, you know, to me and, and trust. And I guess I'll speak to trust first. How, I mean, even when I chose to go spend some time in the water, when I did that each day, I would go back to my work with a whole nother energy. And it allowed me to ground into creating a business model and working on my website and just getting a lot of the energy moving in, in the direction that I, that I wanted also. Mm -hmm. And that was a little unexpected. Like I, I knew I would work on those things, but I feel like just allowing myself to have that mm -hmm. to, to, to receive what I need and what I love, you know, then yeah. things sort of fell in place. Yeah. What identity is another piece that I think is important in the transformative process that, you know, I could identify with the judgment. Like I'm a procrastinator. I'm not responsible mm -hmm. and create my identity around that. Mm -hmm. And how, how much is that going to serve me around my business or me relaxing and being in the water? Mm -hmm. And 
And yet my identity that I'm carrying into this moment from my past experiences may have tendencies such as that, right? So creating this life that we want to me seems like this process in which we, we form a new identity. We begin to identify or bring our awareness into something in, in a creative way where we, you know, we use our imagination to dream up what it is that we're creating and what it is that we want to be and become. And that imagination is in, in yogic terms, they, they say power is God and God is imagination. Mm. And, you know, there's various different things that are written all over the place like that, that I'm like, kind of like, okay, well, that's one perspective in this yogic world or whatever. And that one really stuck with me because, mm. and I wasn't sure at the time when I felt it, I was like, imagination. And you, you can just feel into the creativity surrounding that word, right? Mm-hmm. You dream up anything, mm-hmm. any, anything's possible. If you look at um, Disney's story, what he created. Mm. I mean, granted what it's become now, maybe it's a little, yeah. like there's questionable elements to it, but, <laughs> but it all started with the mouse and, mm. and this dream of bringing entertainment to people. And it, I mean, it just takes one step of being with a possibility and getting to dream it up I think that's something that, that I've enjoyed a lot with living with you is, and, and Kyle and some other people hear that we're, we're allowing a lot of that white space, you know, mm-hmm. great. We all, we have all these things that we would love to do. Mm-hmm. Let's sit in silence yeah, and then get into alignment. And that feels really important for fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. I agree because that white space, that, that, blank space that canvas that we give to ourselves um you know it's we're we're like I I think we said this in the beginning too it's like we're always constantly we're growing we're growing and so check back in you know like is this still in alignment like back in the day dark ages (laughs) back in like what you know our parents generation that you would sign up for a career and do that career for your whole life but look at the generations now the younger generations there there's no way they're going to stay in one career you know because and and I don't see that as not being committed or responsible I see that as the fact that we are here to explore life and all the different offerings and explore ourselves and and express our multidimensionality so that's healthy Spoken like a true millennial. <laughs> <laughs> and totally, too, I right? know, but but I think hey, if you want to understand us, that's I think where we're at. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's largely what our generation is has been doing. Is yeah. hey, you guys aren't that fulfilled. Yeah. Okay, maybe you've had the same career, and that's been the advice, but that doesn't seem to make sense given like how things feel. Mm. They don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of baby boomers who have been fulfilled greatly. And it's a different generation, different times, level oh, of fulfillment, sure. different picture. I mean, it but... could have been for them, but I, I don't feel for our generations, it would be, I feel like, you know, we're going to probably, most of us are going to have that calling to explore more, you know, in our careers or whatever. 
in our lifetime. I feel like we're, I mean, I feel like I've lived many lives within this one life. That's fulfilling, you know, like you travel to different careers, to lives. And as you might say, that feels awesome, you know, and I'll have older people, um, be like, wow, like good for you for traveling. Um, and you know, it, it, this young and I'm like, yeah, like totally. Mm-hmm.